This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You're just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie and Thrive Plus. MyBookie and Thrive Plus. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Welcome in to a special Super Bowl edition of Moneyline in studio with none other than the statistician, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? It is Super Sunday. It is finally here. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this game, man. We've got just a few hours here. We got all kinds of prop bets going. We're gonna have some fun, man. It's that big day. It's finally here. Let's make some money. Let's make some money. It's bittersweet. You know, it's the end of the season, the last, uh, the main event. But before we get sad, we gotta enjoy this. This is everything yep. you want. It's a, it's a degenerate gambling heaven. All the prop <laughs> bets, and we're gonna make sure we hammer those out. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in on the show at any time. Or at Moneyline975. On the other side of the glass, our DJ, every Sunday from 10 to noon, Cam! Hello, fellas. What's up, buddy? You, you look a little uh, little disheveled today, my man. You, you doing okay? I don't know what that word means right now, but yes, <laughs> I am disheveled. I can smell the liquor through the glass. That's what kind of night he had last night in, in, in pre- preparing for today. What, what we have... On the menu for you on this show today, props. We're gonna break down yep. every phase of the game: offensive lines, run games, pass games, coaching, everything you can imagine. We're gonna look at the how the line is moved, where the public is betting, and like I said, props. You can't get enough of these things. We're gonna hammer them out: funny ones, serious ones. This show's packed with so much action. I think we'll do about forty-eight minutes on the coin toss, right? Yeah, for sure. Maybe not. <laughs> and also. So we have uh, Exo Holly coming on at her usual time, first segment of the second hour. We're going to see what her pick is. She's got a bunch of. I mean, she was looking up at Giselle's what uh what what shirt she would be wearing, and uh, just we've been doing tons and tons of research trying to find little angles because let's be real, this this spread is tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is tough. Uh, I've gone back and forth. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I've gone back and forth. Right when the games ended a few weeks ago, we had the matchup. I was leaning one way. Then a week later, I'm going another on the drive here. I just I started getting images, and it's just I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to give on my pick. I'm leaning ways. Uh, I got some strong prop bets that I'm liking, but. This is tough. It's a really a tough one, and you know I'm I'm all about the numbers, and you know I'm looking at the teams and the lines. But I had a dream the other night of who won the game, so I I'm not going to say who it is because I kind of I don't know I like to go by the numbers and stuff like that. I you know I could have watched a commercial or something, and that's what made me think about that and dream it that night. So you know I don't like to put too much on that, but 
I don't know. What I do like is the team that won in my dream is the team that I already bet on earlier in the week. So nice. for anybody that remembers who I said last week, then there you go. That would be a little concerning, right? If you bet a bunch of money one way and then you have a dream that you're totally wrong after you already got your action down. That would be kind of bad. But uh, no, man, I'm excited about this one. I think it's going to be a good game. I, the coaching matchup is actually intriguing, and, and let's face it—I mean, the, the Patriots, I think, were playing the best football at the end of at the end of the year out of the AFC. We saw that the way they slapped the Chargers, they dominated the Chiefs, and the Rams—they've been, you know, probably the best team in the NFC all season. So we're going to get that great matchup, that great game, and I'm excited, man. I—I I know people are tired of seeing the Patriots, man, but. You know, go beat them if you're try- tired of seeing them in the game. Go beat them, somebody in the AFC. So, and this might be it. This is history, man. You know, Brady. I don't think he's going to keep doing it much longer after this. This is probably the last one. So, enjoy it, guys. This this is probably it. And we talked about them being vulnerable all year long, and they went into playoff mode like they always yes. do. And here we are now. This particular Super Bowl. I think it's got a lot of meaning to it, to the future. Like you said, I don't, I mean, he already said there's no chance that he retires after this year, but if he doesn't win back to back losses in Super Bowls, it does something to the soul. It does something to, yeah. to an old man that's out there trying to make this happen and to, to a locker room that had problems come out for the first time last year. Towards the end of the year, you started hearing yeah. about things that happen in that locker room and now all of a sudden they make it here somehow. Now they're using this underdog narrative to to push them here to get him here and i mean now that they're here does is this the time that the crown comes off the king and he has to hand it over does Belichick have to hand it over to the young McVeigh? um that, uh, now if if they go out there and and beat them down if the patriots go out there and beat them down then where are we at are we back to to where we've been the last five years you know the last 10 12 15 years of this dynasty i mean are we back to square one just because of the age, I don't think so. I, I think maybe at best Brady's got one more run in him. You know, I just, you know, th- this past year worked out really well. I think it was smart that, you know, they ran the ball a lot more. They they protected him. They they invested in the offensive line so Brady wouldn't get hit as much. They didn't have to rely on him throwing 500 yards a game. So I, I think that's going to help. I also think, too, what about Belichick who wanted to, you know, get rid of Brady and, and move on with Garoppolo? I bet he's pretty happy right now that, you know, Mr. Kraft made him get rid of Garoppolo because he probably didn't see Brady having him right back in the Super Bowl again. And here we are. When does this drop off happen? We saw it slowly in the numbers, but when it matters, did they? Yeah. As a Patriot fan, not, not I'm saying that I am, but I'm saying if you're out there and you're listening, did, was there ever? Did were you uh, confident? Like all we have to do is get to the playoffs. Now, of course, if we have home field advantage, then it's it's really on. But was there ever just a sense of oh, we need a ticket to get in? And I trust Tom and I trust Bill Belichick in this situation, and we'll go from there because it seems like that's what it is. All they yeah. needed was to punch a ticket. While other teams, they have to. It's tough. These playoffs are tough, and and these guys make it look easy. I mean. What was the talk about the Chargers all year long leading up to that game? Let's think about how big everyone was on the Chargers this year leading yeah. up to that. And boom, boom. Rightfully so. so. Yeah. <laughs> Says boom, Chargers boom. fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I'm sorry about that the way I said that. But, yeah, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Then the next time, you know, Mahomes, everybody's on the on the offensive uh, train. And boom, boom. 
most lopsided game I think I can ever remember. I mean, just the way the, the Pats just dominated. That tells you how great Mahomes is that he made it a game with how lopsided the stats were. It's funny in that Pro Bowl uh, game whenever they had the mic on him and they kept uh, doubling Tyreek Hill and he said, man, it feels like the Patriots game. All over. I wish he wouldn't have said that because he gave away too much, but he was just in that moment kind of, man, this feels like the Patriots game. And that's yep. exactly what they did. They take away your best option and maybe it's Tyreek at some points. Of course it's Kelsey, but they limited. They, they did and it worked. And that's why I'm kind of curious about this. I think they might use that same technique that they used against the Chiefs. Brandon Cooks and Tyreek Hill are very similar players. They're both fast, smallish receivers. And I mean, Tyreek Hill had one catch. One catch. I mean, he's the, the most disruptive weapon in all of football. He had one catch in that game. So it'll be interesting to see if they use the same strategy to just trail Cooks with the fast guy and then double him when he goes deep. Or, you know, or maybe do they change it up and put, you know, Gilmore on him? I, I don't know. We're going to find that out today, but it's going to be pretty interesting. I, that's what's so great about this stuff because there's so many options and it, it could go certain certain ways. And obviously these prop bets that we want to get in on, a lot of that has to do with how we think the defenses are going to play these guys. So we'll get into that a little bit later. We're going to go through all this, guys. It's going to be a Super Bowl intensive show. We're, we're going to look at every angle of this, but it's an exciting one. I think I'm pretty confident that we're going to see a good game. I, I think there's going to be scoring. I don't know if it's going to go over the total, but I think it is going to be exciting. We're going to see some points today. You, uh, you're looking for points? I, I, think I, I so. was actually just going to comment on the on the total. I, I thought that for these two offenses that 56 and a half was kind of low. Sure. I, yeah. I mean, but I think it's going to be in bunches. You know, I think, you know, we were talking about this before the show. I think there, you know, might be a little lull when the game starts. You know, a lot of championship games start off kind of slow because everybody's playing a little tight and they're a little nervous and they're a little conservative. But then I think at one point in this game, it's going to get just back and forth. You know, and that's, I think, one of the other props, too, right? Well, you know, three scores in a row happen. That's one of the popular ones that people like to look at. And I think there probably is a point in this game where it's going to have, there'll be three scores in a row. I would not be shocked. I, I think this, I think when it starts popping, it's going to be fireworks. Well, you brought up the point that the Patriots like to, uh, to deflect the kickoff. Yeah, and they, they like to take the ball into the half, so that's a very good possibility yep. uh, of the page of a, a three three in a row type scoring with the Patriots ending in the half field goal or touchdown. And yeah. some people's thought sometimes is like, man, no, that's a back and forth game. I don't see it happening like that. But the truth is, there's been 175 NFL playoff games from since 0304 season. A team has scored at least three straight times in 114 of those playoff games. 65 percent of the time, there you, you are cashing that. Even better in playoff games with over unders of. 50 or more, this game has a higher total. Yep. It goes up, and they've scored in 69% of those games. It's it, it's This leads towards that that at one point, the uh, just picture, you come out there, score a turnover, yep. score a three and out, or you know you get the pump, boom. It's It can happen easier than, than what your mind would tell you because everything tells you, man, it's going to be a back-and-forth game. It's a, a small spread. I don't see anybody pulling away. But it's that's where they get you because they put that plus money on that, and you're over there looking at plus 200. Yep. Okay, I'll take that. Be careful with that. Like we said right now, 65% uh, winners since 2003-04 season and 175 NFL game sample. So there you have it. The numbers back it up. 
and just hitting on that, I, I was reading Jerry's Sports Map column. Everybody check out Jerry Bowe's stuff on Sports Map. Really good point in your article is a Super Bowl, I believe you said, doesn't mean that <laughs> you, you spend your entire budget of money just because it's the last game. So Jerry's giving you some good advice there, guys. Have some fun, get some action on the game, but don't blow it all out just because. Yeah, I've said it. I've done it many. I'm telling you from this personal experiences of going out there and getting too hype up for the game, for the final game. Oh, my gosh, there's no more football. There's no more stuff to bet on. We got to go in. And these these lines are usually very, very sharp on the yeah. NFL. Remember, these, they got projected spreads in the wild card round for if these two guys make it to the Super Bowl, this is what it would be. Now, we'll talk about why the books or how the books got it so wrong because there's been a huge, huge Shift in the line. We'll yeah. talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. At Josh Jordan 97.5. At Clutch City Cam. At Jerry Bowe Knows with a Z. Just three guys in the studio trying to, trying to put some... Cheddar in your pockets on the Super Bowl Sunday that we've been waiting for. Let's get into some of these props, some spreads. What do you want to talk first? Why don't we just take it right from the top, the very beginning of the game. Let's look at the, the first quarter totals. Let, let's look at how we think this is going to go. And if you guys haven't checked it out on Sports Map, guys, I thought John Granado did a really nice job of putting his – it's called My First Guide to – basically my guide to the first quarter betting. So he's, he's got some trends for you on the first quarter here. So I kind of wanted to get into these because sometimes when you get a feel for how the game's going to start, right, Jerry, it gives you an idea maybe, you know, how the whole thing plays out, which is really interesting that, that John found this stat. And I've heard you talk about it too before, Jerry, but the Pats have scored three points in the first quarter of all their Super Bowl games. In eight games, three points. Can you believe that? It's you have to look it up whenever you hear that stat. It just doesn't make sense, right? right. It seems like it doesn't make sense, but that's something I'd be willing to bet against. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, especially and with a defense that gives up some points. Yeah. So then you ask yourself, let's break this down from from the meat and potatoes yeah. of it, right? Let's do it. What's the thought you think coming into this game for both coaches? Let's say if you're on McVeigh. Do you want to come out and put your foot down as the offensive side and say, hey, we can score with you? Or does McVay want to limit the golf mistakes? Does he want to come out and see what his uh, offense can do playing in a different way, not having to to rely on him right off the top? How about on the other side? What does Bilicek do? Does he want to come out and do what – because usually the Patriots – and you said it earlier when we were talking, okay, they scored three points in Super Bowls. But is this Patriot team the same? Because this playoffs, we've seen the complete opposite. Yes. Against the Chargers, they came out swinging. Against the Chiefs, they came out swinging. Do they come out swinging again? That's where it's kind of tough because I, 
I feel like the way the Patriots are playing now is is just a great brand of football. I feel like they're on top of their game because they're so balanced. And the defense isn't as awful as it's been in the last couple of years, so I don't think Brady's going to be chasing quite as much. So I think they're going to rely on Sony Michelle. I think that's going to be a big part of it. I think, especially on the Rams side, I think we're going to see a lot of play action. You know, I don't think McVay's going to be conservative. That's not in his DNA. And he, he's not going to want to get Goff killed. He's going to want to put him in positions where it's high percentage throws. So I, I think it's going to be a lot of play action. They're going to try and get Gurley going early, but they're also really going to try and throw the football on early downs. You know, first down, if you get a good look, you know, play action, get the ball out of your hands quickly. I think that's going to be the plan for the Rams. Now, is it going to work? You know, I don't know, but I think I think that's what he's going to want to do. He's not going to want to come out there and get third and long and then have, you know, golf stepping back and making bad decisions. That's that's not going to be the plan. The play action is such a pivotal play or, or play call sequence in this game because the Patriots pass rush, they're really good when quarterbacks don't use them. They recorded 16 of the 17 sacks when the quarterbacks do not use play action over the last six games. Only one sack when the quarterback did use play action. With play action, 53% success rate, 10.2 yards per attempt. People are, uh, the, the opposing teams are gaining to them. Only a 2.8 sack rate. Without play action, it goes down 6.1 yards per attempt. So they're pre- pretty much losing four yards per attempt, and the sack rate goes up to 8.7. That right there goes to tell you that the play action is crucial in this particular game. Now, why do you say that? Because the last six weeks, the Rams used play action. 29% of the time, fourth most in the NFL. That plays right into this game. It, it absolutely does, and it makes sense. It, I mean, it really does, and that's when you get a shot. If, if you can get the safety creeping down on Gurley, you can go over the top to Cooks. Like That's how you win if you're the Rams. That's, that's how they're going to try and, and get you. We'll see. Belichick's no dummy. He's going to know that, so he's going to have a plan for it. But what about this? If we... If we think the Patriots, in theory, have been getting off to a very slow start in Super Bowls, what do we think about the the ten and a half points for the first uh, the first quarter? The total is that kind of leaning on the under, right? Don't you think? Yeah, no, for sure. If just and I'm not, gonna, I don't want to spoil my pick of the game. It's co- it's coming soon, but yeah, I think it's it's got to go under. It does a. Strength versus weaknesses, and what do the Rams excel in? And they lead the league in rushes of five to ten yards, so they chunk rushes. You know what I mean? Chunk get they can move the chain in in second and eleven situations. They're not they don't they're not reluctant. They don't have to throw. They don't have to. They can they can run it for and get into that third down and short. Uh, I mean, they can on third and shorts. They can run the ball for five six yards at a time and keep the clock rolling right off the top do you see them uh, and don't get me wrong last year it, it, that thing just opened up and maybe maybe the casual better or the casual football fan is thinking man i remember last year and it opened up and if nick Foles could do that and it just we'll talk about this more but just think about this from a billy check and brady standpoint last super bowl was the first time that they've probably ever felt helpless they had to sit on that sideline and basically know that, man, we're helpless right now. They're going to come down there, score. Just please give us the ball at the end, which they did in minimal time they had. And still, I thought they were going to have a chance. This year, 
what they do? They 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 locked up win. I mean, they didn't work out because of injury, but they went for offensive line. They went for Sony Michelle. They wanted to have something to where they can protect Tom Brady, uh, keep the ball, keep the clock. And that's what they're doing. They want to make it to where they have a say in this. It you just imagine Belichick last year seeing that that just the bombs and bombs and and just he 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 cannot. That's got to be the last thing that he can ever experience, and he knows that. So at the end, of, and you saw that against the Chiefs, long drives during that game, two six and a half minute drives back to back weeks. Taking it ultimately away from them, but then at the end, when they needed to go quick, they went quick. They know they can. Yes. Today, they know they can again, but ultimately, they want to play keep away. Let's play keep away, and that's it. Just I trust Belichick with that kind of game plan if he has to yeah. use it. Yeah. Here's here's an interesting fact: uh, the Patriots seven of the last eight games have scored exactly seven points in the first quarter. They scored fourteen against the Chargers, but other than that. Seven points against the Jets twice, Bills, Steelers, Dolphins, Vikings, Chiefs. Exactly seven points. So if you're looking to hit that over of ten points, I would be very skeptical. Yeah, I I think it, you know, we don't want to give away everything, but I think that feels like the numbers say there's some trends there. That feels like you should definitely go under there. You can make a little money. On that same token, uh, I'm still looking at Granado's article here, and he's talking about Josh Reynolds and some prop bets for him. And Here's why I bring this up. Remember, we were on this with the Chiefs game, right? We were like, eh, Tyreek Hill and Kelsey probably go under because Belichick's going to try and take them away. But on that same token, we said probably fire on the over on Sammy Watkins because he's going to be the one that's singled up all day long. So you got to think Josh Reynolds is going to be the one singled up all day long here because they're going to be worried about taking Cooks away, Robert Woods, and then, of course, they have to worry about Todd Gurley on the ground and coming out of the backfield. So Josh Reynolds is a guy that it would make some sense that he's probably going to catch some balls today and he's going to be a big part of the offense. So I'm thinking I'm kind of liking the over there for him. I like it as well. Um I don't know if I'll be betting it. Just I, I hear. I mean, it makes sense what you're saying. It's the same thing on the other side of the ball, though, with the Rams. What have they done to number one receivers as of late with Tlaib coming back? Uh, Michael Thomas wasn't exactly the guy last week. Yeah, right. And whenever they played the the Cowboys, Gallup had more than Cooper. Yes. So they're taking away that one with Tlaib and then leaving it up in the others. You know, it just. I mean, can Peters? It's helped Peters though. If you look, without Tlaib, Peters was he was seventy five, I think, uh, at the rating, and now he's he, he went up. So with Tlaib there, it it masks Peters. He doesn't have to. He he could stay on that right side of the field if he wants to. They can he can be targeted. But if there's one thing that you know that Tom Brady has looked at on tape, is Marcus Peters decline this year? No doubt. And the tricky thing with the Patriots is their number one is Edelman, and he plays in the slot most of the time. So they're not just going to leave him out wide to get locked down by somebody like Tlaib. And I don't even know if Tlaib could lock him down. Edelman's, you know, a twitchy kind of quick in space small guy where Tlaib's kind of a a longer, rangier player who's well into his 30s. He's even older than Edelman is. So I think... But I, I do think this. Like, Wade Phillips has got to be smart enough to double Edelman on third downs, right? I mean... You should get off the bus with that plan, don't you think? Yeah, and then just to, just the to exact numbers, Peters more effective with Tlaib on the field, passer rating a 75.7 in the 10 games Tlaib has played compared to 141 passer rating he allowed in eight games that Tlaib missed. 
Look at that big difference. That's almost twice as much as far as pasture rating allowed. Dude, I mean, <laughs> there's no way that Brady doesn't target him. He's going to target him. Yes, yeah, I mean, he has to. And I even think Gronk comes out and does something today. Why would you not target a guy that tackled his own teammate? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you make a, a wonderful point with Gronk, right? Because you you saw him, his trust, in the moment of trust yes. last week when he needed, that's where he went. Gronk looked like the Gronk of old. Yeah. The, the, I mean, what you know is that there'll be zeroing in on those linebackers, Corey Littleton and Mark Barron. You have Mark Barron. During the season, he was targeted 3.1 times per game. In this playoffs, 14 times point, uh, in two games. So seven targets per game he's seen thrown his way. He's given up 109 yards on those looks. Why? Because running backs and tight ends have come at him. They're, that's what you're seeing. That's what they're using, especially if they see Tlaib is playing better on the outside. Peters is, I guess, somewhat limited when he's not tackling people, his own players. He's limiting or he's doing better now. And where does that leave open? The middle of the field. Let's think yeah, about how this sure. season started. Remember when the Rams played the Raiders? Who went off that game? Cook. Yeah, he did. Jerry, Big why? Game. Huge. Remember, that's how this season started. That's how. That's what you remember, and that's when everybody started thinking about a funnel defense because everybody knew that they had stars on the front end of the on the on the on the defensive line. Everybody knew or thought they had two stars on the outside with Talib and yep. and Peters, and everything was looking good. So then you would have to play a funnel defense, allowing everything in the open in the middle. That's exactly what Jerry Jared Cook did. He went off. Does that happen again now with a Gronk? I, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, Rams, not crazy, but yeah. The Rams spent a ton of money on the front four and in the back half of the defense trying to mask the the lack of depth at linebacker, but teams exposed them. That's why the Rams were one of the worst teams when it came against the rushing this year. And so you put that against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the running backs of New England are going to have a field day against this linebacking crew. Yeah, and, and Gronk is one of the absolute best blocking tight ends in football. People forget about that, but he's really good at that. And we'll get into it a little bit on the other side, but no other prop has really moved as much as the James White receptions. Ooh. So the people are pounding it. The people saw what we saw. The people saw Kamara. Yeah. Um, you saw what Brady's been using. You know what Brady's done traditionally whenever he needs that that go-to outlet that when the pressure comes up the middle like they're saying. We'll get into all that and why we do or don't think that that prop hits. You listen to Moneyline ESPN 975. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. 
Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. If you want to get in and talk anything gambling, any specific props that you got your eye on, or if you just want to call in and wish us good luck today because we're all going to need it. We're going to be pounding these games from every angle. My man Josh Jordan, Clutch City Cam, Jerry Bone Knows. We touched a little bit about rush games, a little bit about offensive lines. Let's keep talking uh, because the coach, we'll talk coaches last. But let's talk quarterbacks right now. Okay. It's it's real simple to say. Okay, the Brady golf. That's simple. That's uh, the experience level. But who's going to be more comfortable at what they do today? Oh man, it it's Tom. Man, this is this is nothing to him. He, he does this every year. Right, golf is going to be. He's going to be thinking about it. He probably didn't sleep at all last night. I mean it. You know, there is kind of a beginner's luck kind of thing, I guess, if you want to take that angle. But, man, this is what what Tom lives for, man. He, he's going to be ready to go. I mean, yeah, especially in a, in a season, in my opinion, where the I don't know if you can say the Patriots flew under the rug, but there just wasn't a whole lot of of Patriots talk. You know, there there wasn't any scandal. There wasn't any, you know, team moves besides Josh Gordon that, you know, you know, breaking news with the Patriots. Like there wasn't a whole lot of excitement around the Patriots. They just casually went eleven and five, and people kind of wrote them off. And uh, I think Tom Brady is kind of low key pissed about that. Yeah, but I, I, I don't have them winning, so it doesn't really matter. Tom Brady, Super Bowl MVP, plus one thirty, which is, I mean, it's pretty upfront. Yeah, the the Super Bowl quarterback or the quarterback is usually the guy that wins it. Especially uh, if it happens to be, I mean, in what scenario do the Patriots win this game, but Brady doesn't get it? In a Michelle three touchdown performance, maybe something like that, or a golf three interception performance. <laughs> yeah, it could go that way. And if I remember right, I think Dion Branch won won the MVP for the Patriots uh, many years ago. It didn't go to Tom in that game. So you know, a exactly. big, you know, if Edelman had a huge game, it could be him. You know, just like it was Deion Branch that one year. A lot of people said it should have been Brady when it went to Deion Branch, but they still gave it to Branch. I feel kind of, I, I feel like it, it's, it's kind of like the MVP award. It kind of goes to a quarterback um, no matter what. So I think Tom Brady could have a below average game, and if they win, he's still going to get it. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, but it's all who wins it, right? I mean, that's that's the tough thing about betting these MVPs. You, it's hard enough to get the side, and then you got to get the player that's going to win the popularity contest that's you know that that's a tough one i'm probably going to stay away from betting that one how about his individual props because that's where sometimes you can find uh angles so let's look at his yardage do you think that brady throws for 300 and it's it's depends where you get it at and these numbers aren't really sharp anywhere right now they they're all over the place depending where you're at but let's let's set it at 300 right now over or under i mean that's what's tough right i mean that's where i would put the line and that's where i've seen it everywhere is about 300 but uh, I'll go over. What did he throw for over 500 in the Super Bowl last year? Against uh, a defense that hadn't allowed a 300-yard passer their whole year. Yeah, so I'm going to go over with, with Tommy here. But I think the number's pretty pretty sharp. I think that's right about where it is because I think they're going to run the ball more this year. So and But who knows? If they're chasing points, then Brady may go way over 300. In the last three games... Uh, Super Bowl appearances for Tom Brady in his last three, 433 yards passing. That's what he averages. Now, you say it, though, and 
we we spoke about it earlier about them needing the ball control and knowing that the, uh, keeping the ball in their hands whenever they need it, using offense as the best remedy for defense to keep that offense, uh, the, the Rams, high-flying octane offense off the field. Do they keep using the power game? The power run game's what got them here. The power run game's what keeps these offenses or these defenses off balance. And it's exactly the weakness of that defense. That's where Wade Phillips' defenses struggle. We know when even those great Texans defenses that we had here, you could very often right up the middle, you could get some yardage on those guys. And I think that's going to be the case today. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. And you have to remember, too, with those Brady stats, they're a little inflated with the Super Bowl because, you know, the, the Falcons Super Bowl, they were down 28-3. to three. I mean, he had to come out and just throw the crap out of the ball for the whole rest of the game for them to be able to, to win it eventually. And then in the Seahawks game, you know, he had a bunch of yards in the fourth quarter of that game. And then, you know, they ended up winning because, you know, the interception of Russell Wilson there. But Brady had just driven him down the field. So that was a lot of, you know, late scoring. He was chasing points in that game, too. So I don't think that's going to be the case if they're if they're comfortable. And I know that's kind of obvious, but I think it's I think it's more imperative that they are going to run even more. They're going to make an effort to do it because, like you said, they're going to want to keep the Rams' high-flying offense on the sidelines. They know the defense they're playing has a weakness when they run the ball. That is a strength for the Patriots. And what do we know about the Patriots? They will go out there. They will run the same play seven times in a row until you stop it. That you know That is how they do business, and business is good in New England. I'm telling you, they know what they're doing. They're going to come out and attack that, weak, uh, that weakness until they make an adjustment. Yeah, Tom Brady. Uh, prior to 2016, only averaged 300 yards in the playoffs once. The last three years, he's averaging 355 yards, 380, 370, 350. And what's mm. the common theme here? We know, guys, the Patriots used to win Super Bowls because they had a dominant defense with, you know, Brewski and all those guys. You remember that they were incredible on defense with those teams. And we kind of know why, because they were kind of stealing signals and kind of <laughs> knew what was coming. But they won based on great defensive teams, Ty Law. And you remember all those Patriots teams. These last Patriots Super Bowl teams, like the last five, ten years, they don't look anything like that. They're bad defenses with Tom Brady carrying them to Super Bowl. And so uh, these trends are kind of hard to go off of because these teams are not built like the old Patriots teams were built. It's um, it, it's I agree with everything you just said right there, man. And it's just what's the what's the strength of the Patriots offense? Because the Rams defense, the pass rush is 19th against the 23rd rated schedule. So going up against a Patriots offense that ranks first against the 21st ranked schedule, it's again. That's where the game's going to be dictated. Brady's got 90 drawbacks, three hits, one hurry, zero sacks this playoffs. Zero. That's against the number seven ranked Chiefs pass rush, then 24 ranked Chargers, which, again, the Chargers were just a – it was a different animal. I don't know what yeah. happened that game. They never switched out of their original game plan. No, you're you're right. And I think this is one of those games where – like Wade Phillips doesn't typically disguise that much either. I mean, I remember, you know, at you know, rooting for the Texans and a lot of those great defenses, they had great players, but they weren't overly complicated and they weren't, 
you know, and with Brady, you have to disguise the coverage a little bit, man. If he knows what you're in from the get go, he's going to pick you apart because he knows where the ball's supposed to go. So we'll see if Wade, you know, changes it up a little bit and tries to disguise some of some of what his defense is doing a little more this year because he's going to have to. I mean, you know, you watch guys like Michael Lombardi or Eric Mangini on a lot of these shows on ESPN and FS1, and and they, you know, they know they worked for the Patriots, and they will tell you every time if Tom knows what you're in, he will kill you. They're going to have to try and change it up a little bit. We'll see if it works. And a lot of people are saying the pressure up the middle. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that a lot because yeah. when he gets pressure up the middle rather than pressure off the edge, he's a different guy. But if he – I mean, that offensive line is keeping him clean. Yes. We have to give credit where credit is due. And if they start – once they feel that he's being protected is when they'll be able to exploit that Rams 30th ranked – Deep pass defense versus explosive passes. They give up the big one. So now the Patriots, they played four games against two opponents uh, that ranked bottom eighth in explosive pass defenses. The, uh, the Dolphins, they scored 38 and 33. And then the Chiefs, they scored 43 and 37. So they scored when they play a team that allows, again, explosive passes like the Rams, 30th. The, the two opponents, they played both of these opponents twice. They 38-33 against the Dolphins, 43 and 37 points versus the Chiefs. You know what that makes me think? Good, maybe a sleeper call, Philip Dorsett. You know, catches a little 40-yard, you know, little bomb, something similar to what he did a couple weeks ago. Uh, I could definitely see a big play to him because the defense is not going to be paying nearly as much attention to Dorsett as it is to Edelman and Gronk and those guys. So, yeah, if if they give up the big play, it's probably not going to be to one of the marquee guys. It'll probably be somebody like Dorsett or or Cordero Patterson or something like that. The one I like, the off-brand guy, is Chris Hogan. uh, He's been targeted 23 times, 14 receptions in the last three games. That's an average of 4.6 receptions per game right now you can bet him will he have three or not i think he gets over the three yeah man that's so close what's tough with hogan right and we do this with fantasy with him you don't know if it's going to be a big hogan day or if he's going to catch one ball for 14 yards yeah you know he is so hard to handicap he is he is and and that's what you whenever you get these props you could try to correlate them with what you think the final game score whether it's the total or correlate it with the 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 patriots winning props for example if you think the patriots are going to win then you for sure go with the patriot the the winning super bowl team goes to the white house or the patriots i got one where i got a couple of stats of what kind of Gatorade color usually gets thrown on the Patriots when they win. I got a little bit of numbers behind that. We'll get into that and some more fun props. We got XO Holly coming on in uh, the first segment of the next hour. We have so much to get to. We got an hour and 15 minutes before we get out of here. Then you'll have a few hours before kickoff. I cannot wait. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. 
Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. The big game is getting closer, and we're getting closer with these bets. We're closer to the to the bet of the day. I have one big one that I'm going to be pounding. I love it from every angle, and I have a couple big prop bets that I'm also going to be backing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Everybody, stay with us. We're going to have Holly join us here in the 11 o'clock hour to give out her picks. And she's been on fire. She's, she's been doing very well. You know what Jerry Bow does? He cashes checks, man. And you know Jerry is making such a such an impact that. He was being mentioned on, on one of the other shows the other day. I, I don't know if you caught it, Jerry, but uh, none other than Tony the Hatchet Man Valentine. Has, a legend. Yeah, a legend in sports betting and the Sushi Emporium, which, of course, is legendary that he also has as well. But uh, he had some things to say about Jerry Bow the other day, and I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, Cam, why don't, you, why don't you play a little bit of what Hatchet Man had to say about Jerry Bow? What do you say, Tony? What are you talking about with a guy, Jerry Bones? What are you talking about? I never even heard of Jerry Bones in my life, and I've been in this game forever. I'm in the Handicapping Hall of Fame, and right before I come on, you're talking about a guy that doesn't even exist, Jerry Bones? I don't even know this Jerry Bones guy, and I know everybody. This is Tony the Hatchet Man. Hatchet Man. Hatchet Man. No, he's not Jerry Bones. That's not his name. It's Jerry Bones. one 800 one 800 It's me, Tony the Hatchet Man Valentine, Inside Sports Syndicate. Chop, chop. So tell me about this Jerry Bones guy. How good is this Jerry Bones guy who barely even exists like Kaiser Soze? Tell me about this guy. He he just he he writes for our uh, sports map, which everybody is on right now. Yeah, I'm sure you read sports map every morning. Uh, Jerry and Bones, you fo- he's Chinese or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he's that's, uh, that's no, his, his, his ethnicity. That's Wakbo. Yeah, that's Wakbo. That's not that's, no, no. That's different. Hatchet. My guy Maki can outpick that guy any day of the week. Well, Hatchet, let's talk about your picks. It's right cleaning and all this stuff. Maki, y'all, y'all know Maki, son. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like I guarantee this Jerry Bow guy. If they had a pickoff, if they had a pickoff, I would send my number five lieutenant, and I got a lot of guys that can outpick this Jerry Bones guy. But all of a sudden, bang, I'm sending my IT guy to destroy your very best guy in Houston. <laughs> no wonder you guys can't ever make a Super Bowl. You know what? Well, you got guys like Jerry Bones as your best picker. When you got me, Tony Natch and Bounce, I've been giving you money for free for years. You've been stealing off of me. You actually, I should build a whole city for $276,000 and 47 cents. And I'm going to tell you why right now. Because I am giving you money. I've been giving you money. I'll keep doing it. You know why? I'm a good person. one 800 That's good, Cam. one 800 so, yeah, you, you are famous now, Jerry Bow, And it's Jerry Bow. It's not Jerry Bones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Yeah, he I, gave you a hitman name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, the you got to be careful what you say back. People have come up missing to, uh, messing with Tony Valentine. So I <laughs> uh, said so I tread carefully, and I feel good uh, that I that I made it to into his in his thoughts. Yeah. Now at least he knows the name is out there, whether he thinks I'm Chinese or not. 
<laughs> well, I mean, he has that sushi emporium thing that he does. He's got a lot of different businesses. You know, he sounds like a pretty successful guy, but he thinks he can send his number five guy to beat Jerry in picking games. And uh, I don't buy that for a second there. So sorry, Hatchet Man, I'll do respect, but we're going to stick with Jerry Bo's picks over here. One of the picks that he did give out that he says he has an angle on because he was he knows that one of the sides of the coin is is heavier. <laughs> so he said yeah. that he knows which way to go that. So let's talk about the first bet that usually people make and the yep. the degenerate in me is always in on it. The coin toss. Coin toss. The good old coin toss. What are your thoughts, guys? Because since the first Super Bowl hits come up twenty five times, tails twenty seven. The winner of the Super Bowl has won the coin toss 24 times with heads coming up 12 times, half of the time. So where does it go this year? Because last year, the Patriots, uh, it, it went heads and they lost to the Eagles. They won the toss, though, even though they didn't call it. The Patriots don't have good luck when they win the toss. That's interesting. And we know, you know, from Slater, who does the pick for them, he calls it. I believe it's Matthew Slater. Um, he always picks heads. That is that is his deal. His dad was a player. He always picked heads. So we know they're going to pick heads. We just don't know if it's going to end up being heads or not. It's funny you say that. Super Bowl 52, they, uh, heads ended up winning. They lost to the Eagles. The, the 51 and 49, they won, but losing the coin toss. They beat the Seahawks. They beat the Falcons when they lost. In Super Bowl 46, when they lost to the Giants, it went heads. Really? They lost to the Giants. It's, it's what you're saying is completely true, and... It's just, it's, now you go to the Rams, the three Super Bowls, 14, 34, and 36, with 36 being the last one. It went heads, they lost to the Patriots. It went tails, they won against the Titans. Man, so they're going to want to not get the coin toss right, is what you're telling me. (laughs) But, I mean, there you go. So we know they're going to call heads. The other thing we also know is Patriots defer. When they when they get the ball, they, they they defer in the first half. That is their move. I think since they started allowing uh, the defer, I think Belichick's only accepted the ball I think twice. So I mean, they always defer, and that is like their that's how they trick you. Is you know Tommy Brady does like a you know, two minute drive at the end of the half to get points, and then they always get the ball to start the second half. So they, you know they kind of get that two for one on you, and then you go into the third quarter and you're down two scores. You know, that's how the Patriots typically get you. So, you know, they're probably going to defer. And to me, man, I think I think the Rams are going to take the ball that, you know, McVay's just like an aggressive dude. You know, the the best part of their team is their explosive offense. I think they're going to want to get the ball, go down there and score, get some momentum going. That that just makes sense to me. I love that you bring that up because it plays perfectly to the uh, game script that I'm thinking. So let's let's paint it both ways. Patriots win the toss, they defer, Rams get the ball, they want to get down there and score. Let's say they get a touchdown and Patriots can't match it in the first quarter, 7-3. The, the over-unders is 10 and a half, so let's yeah. say it's, it's right there, 10-3. What if I told you you can get, right now, Patriots to lose the first, or, or basically Rams win first quarter, Patriots win the game, which that plays to everything that we've talked about. It plays to Granados uh, under for the Patriots stuck or struggling in the first quarter to score. They've only scored three points in the last eight Super Bowls. Crazy. Right? Yeah. So then if they've done that 
And you know the Rams got a better offense or supposedly or or are more influenced by a Hawktane offense and they want to get out there, then you would picture that it plays out that way. Now say they don't win the coin toss and the Rams get it. It goes to what you say. McVay wants to put his foot down probably, get a lead. So he takes the ball and goes down there and scores. And then the sit can still same play out the same way. Yeah. You 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 Patriots guy right now, careful. If you're gonna put a big stake on the Patriots, put maybe 75% of it here and do the other 25% live, hoping that it goes that way. What if the Rams, if the Rams get the ball and they go down there and score a touchdown, I guarantee you could go to mybookie.ag and you're going to be able to get the, the, the Patriots probably closer to a pick them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're going to, you're going to, maybe it won't alter all that way, but it's going to be very close if they come down there and score seven right off the top. And it's just, that's what you uh, play ahead, plan ahead, know that. Yeah, the Patriots are going to probably defer. So a Patriot guy right here. Now, if you think that Patriots defer, Rams can't score, and the Patriots get the ball back three and out, and they score a touchdown, then, yeah, you're really going to lose your chance. If it goes out the way these AFC playoffs have played out for the Patriots, yeah, you're going to miss your chance. Yeah. But if you got any kind of chance, that any thought, any trust in that, the Patriots are going to come out slow, then really look at that. I mean, plus 600, 6-1 to one on that, I'll take that. Yeah, and looking at, you know, I'm on my bookie right now, and I'm just looking at the first quarter lines. You know, it's the Patriots minus a half point. So if you agree with our our line of thinking here, then, you know, you fire on the Rams plus a half a point. If you think the end of the first quarter is going to be like seven to three Rams, then, you know, why not fire on on that first quarter total of, you know, plus a half a point? That makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, Obviously, we have to assume we're getting the game flow right, but it all lays out. We think the Patriots will defer, and we think the Rams will want the ball. So, and I kind of think the the Rams are going to make a statement and go score on that first drive of the game. I, you know, McVay has probably put this this plan together, this this opening drive in the Super Bowl. He's got this thing scripted and ready to go. I bet he's got a lot of high confidence that they're going to be able to move the ball. It's going to take the Patriots a while to adjust. So they go score, and then, yeah, I think you're right. You know, Patriots they probably kick a field goal, something like that. And then there you have it. You're I can seven see 7-3. Seven, yeah, 7-3 yeah. is real liable. And uh, even if it's 3-0, say both teams come out because we, we talk about the Patriots struggling, but their defense also holds opponents that yeah. I think is 3.3 uh, points in the first quarter during these games. It goes both ways. I don't see anybody just coming out there and slinging it like that. Look, I'm praying for a 6-3 uh, seven three game Rams, and then if if you have that ticket, that for example, uh, I mean plus six hundred is crazy, and then you can middle it, you can you can hit it that at plus six hundred. Say then the, the Patriots, it's seven three. Say the Patriots get the ball back. Now they go up at halftime. Now they're up three points at halftime. Then you can go bet. Say you had a hundred to win six hundred on that bet. Now you can go bet a hundred on the Rams money line because they're down three, which will pay more than a hundred, and now you're gambling for free. <laughs> Hatchet Man doesn't have that one, guys. <laughs> now you're gambling for free. If that all you can essentially gamble for free on that Super Bowl, if you place that bet, Rams win first quarter, Patriots win game. If that happens after the first quarter, you got yourself a free bet as long as the, the Patriots can come back and score. As soon as they get even or they take the lead, boom, you pound it. And then you you have plus money on the Rams, and you didn't have to put up not one of your dollars. Dude, I really like that. That's a good play. And if you guys aren't following Jerry on Twitter, he's going to be, you know, he tweets out this kind of information in game while it's going. At Jerry Bo knows. Follow him on Twitter at Moneyline975. 
and you have to be quick, right, Jerry? Like these things, they they move really fast. So as you, as soon as you see Jerry put a play out, check really fast because you want to get those same odds. Because Jerry may not feel the same way in a few minutes when the odds shift a little bit. We literally by the second on there. Once I put them on, and especially in basketball, it changes today in football. There's going to be so much money getting thrown around. But like Josh says, just put set your notifications on Twitter to to the page to Sports Map, and anytime I update, I go ahead and I put update and. Like I said, all my live bets have your my bookie screen pulled up because that's where I'm going to be referencing to. So just remember who you're betting on is just important you're betting with, especially on a day like today. You want to make sure it's somebody you can trust. You want to make sure it's somebody that's going to be paying you. What what good does it do today if you win on your Super Bowl bets and you don't get paid? Uh, that's not good. What good is it going to do whenever I'm telling you, you're going to have that uncle at the Super Bowl party today saying that he has X amount of money on so and so. And he's probably not going to get paid while you are playing with my bookie and you're going to get matched today. If you go and deposit right now, they're going to deposit uh, match you 50 percent. Go there, deposit 100. Say you want to play a little small. They're going to give you 50 dollars to throw around on these props. Who does that? 300 they're going to give you a free 150 right now i'm watching man city arsenal and i'm going to place a live bet on that the the hustle never stops for us here at moneyline whether it's soccer march madness nfl everything we gamble on it and we hit these live bets again go to mybookie.ag don't forget to use promo code radio claim that bonus you play you win you get paid my bookie This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5.